I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're known like for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Chris McMonagle. You got me early. 10.50 on this Friday night. Chris McMonigle here with you. I got you all the way till 2 a.m. When Connor Green, taking advice from Rosenberg on how to do a show, God knows why. But he'll be coming up at 2 o'clock. Looking forward to it. Oh, and he raises the music. That's right. I insulted you. That's okay. We're having fun here on this Friday night. We're having a barrel of laughs if you're a Nick fan. Watching that disaster, the NBA back tonight. Someone forgot to tell the Nets. Uh, I know it's a cheap joke. I didn't know how else to put it. But, man, with the Nets, awful as they got blown out in Chicago, there's really not much to talk about. They didn't show up. They didn't decide to play basketball. They came out of the All-Star break extremely flat. Didn't work, didn't hustle, didn't play well. None of their guys played well. The new-look Nets, as they try and hold on to this playoff position and stay out of the play-in game, or hell, let's just be honest, stay in the playoff, in, in the uh, play-in tournament with the way they're going right now, the way they look last night, and with their obviously new-shaped team without any superstars, Jacques Vaughn and the bunch were just awful. On the other hand, however, a team that went into the All-Star play- break playing very well, the New York Knicks, and the concern was the break, and what would it do? Well, they came out, and Randall came out, Julius Randall came out looking Unbelievable. He drops 46 in a very nice win against the Wizards in a come-from-behind win. I think they're down 15 to 17 points in the second quarter. Storm all the way back on a night where Brunson really didn't have much. Brunson shot 6 for 20 from the line. Made plays down the stretch. Don't get me wrong. That's what Brunson does. He made an unbelievable left-handed floating layup uh, down the stretch of this game, but Randall was great. Seven for 14 from three-point land after the embarrassment that he was at the three-point contest, but he came out on a mission, and the Knicks played very well. Mitchell Robinson made his return from injury, and right now, you're looking at this team, this Nick team, and you saw it in every way, shape, and form. They didn't play great defense tonight, but they can score. Randall was unbelievable at 46. You got Josh Hart diving all over the place for loose balls and steals. They're playing a, a tough, 
kind of enthusiastic kind of basketball right now where they look, you know, as good as anyone. I know Tierney's on here, and we were talking about it with Evan at the end of the show. Oh, here come all the Knicks fans out of the woodwork. They're as good as anybody besides the Celtics and maybe the Bucks. Everybody else is in the same playing field, and here come the Knicks, and we've heard it time and time again, and we have. And I'm not here pumping up the, the Knicks, telling you they're, they're phenomenal, but they're one game back now. That's right, one game back of the Nets. Looking for the five seed to stay out of that, you know, get into a matchup where they might actually have a chance to win a postseason series. But right now, they're playing good basketball. There's no way around it. They're playing tough basketball. When these, when these games get close and these games get tight, if Randall can play the way he played down the stretch of this game, Randall can be this guy you can count on to score points and come up with big shots at the end of games the way really only Brunson has for this team. That's going to be an enormous positive for this group. And, yeah, you know, RJ, still not great. You're trying to figure out what's going on with him, 14 points. He has not been the player he was last year. But still, this team, this group right now, the way they're playing basketball and where they are in the standings, only one game behind the Nets. That's right, one game behind. And you got to feel like this team has a chance, and Hart has brought a lot to this team, quickly making foul shots down the the stretch of this game, and they've kind of got everything working, and there was a lot of fear, like I said, the worst time you could possibly have for the All-Star break, worst time you could have. They're coming in playing great. You you know, you're you're worried about the time off or the time off, and especially for Brunson, who shouldn't have had any time off. But this team, he's the only one who looked rusty from what he normally is. Randall was just phenomenal tonight. And Julius Randall really is an interesting guy and what he's been for this Nick team over the last three years and where he was two years ago, toast of the city, uh, you know, MVP chance at the end of the season when there was a crowd allowed, but they have that terrible postseason performance where he goes ice cold. We all know it. And then last year was an out and out disaster. Last year, Julius Randle was an out and out disaster from everything, from his reaction to the fan base, uh, his style of play. Everything about last year was an absolute flame out for both the team and Randle. And for him to come out this year, be an all-star, come back from the all-star break and immediately get this thing going, this last 21 games of the season now is going to be an enormous push for this team because if they can get into that 5-4 slot, that is going to be a huge positive for this team. Because I don't know, you know, can they, you know, they can't hang with the Celtics. They can't hang with the, the Bucks. Can they hang with the 76ers? Who knows? What you do know is this is a legitimately fun basketball team to watch. And for the New York Knicks and their fan base, let's not get too excited. Let's not go bing-bonging. We understand what this team is and what it could be. And what it could be is a team that gives you a genuine good feeling heading into this postseason, much like it was two years ago before they got embarrassed by the Hawks. You're hoping you can turn that into something positive and you feel better about this team, namely because you got a guy like Brunson and his ability to end games, his ability to be a closer, his ability to look like a player and a superstar. Has he ascended to that level just yet? I don't know. And tonight he certainly wasn't, but you're bound to have an off night. But can he be the guy to take them home down the stretch of games? Can Robinson come back and be healthy and be that stalwart getting rebounds and blocking shots and protecting the rim? In big spots in this, you know, down the stretch of games. Can Randall be a guy who can shoot threes at uh, the clip, I mean, you know, 50% tonight for 7 for 14? Maybe don't expect that. But can he can he be a guy who can hit foul shots down the line, uh, down the stretch of games, which is where he's struggled at times? Can he be a guy who can score for you at the end of games? Can he be a guy who can hit shots for you at the end of games? 
to go along with Brunson. Because if he does, when you put all the other pieces together, whether it's Grimes, whether it's hopefully R.J. Barrett can have you know, a, a resurgence here in the second half, whether now you've got, you know, kind of glue guys and hustle guys like Hart and what quickly means for this team. I mean, you're really liking the vibes you're getting from this team right now. And to watch this game last night and to watch them fall behind to the Washington Wizards and work their way back and watch Randall put this team on his back on a night that their best player, really, in Brunson, didn't have it. For Randall to be that guy tonight, 46 points off the All-Star break, shooting 50% from three after that embarrassing performance in the three-point contest, that is a good performance from the Knicks. That is a good performance from the Knicks. And right now, if you really want to be that guy, if you want to be that guy who's going to tweet at Evan and tell him he should be watching Unforgiven while they're down 50 points, while the Nets are down 50 points in the third quarter, right now, the Nets and the Knicks are going in opposite directions. I know it's one night for the Nets. I understand that. And Bridges has played well, and obviously Cam Thomas has been unbelievable since the superstars left this team. But honestly, right now, the Knicks look like a team that's, you know, they're going to catch the Nets. They're one game behind the Nets, and everything is pointed in the right direction. So as we start this Friday night, we'll get into the basketball, obviously what we just saw and what we're just reacting to off the Nets post game, off their embarrassing loss, off a good net, uh, Knicks win. We also got to get into the quarterback situation. Of course we got to talk about the quarterbacks, don't we? I mean, you can't go a day without talking about Rodgers or Jones or Carr and all that stuff. Plus, baseball, we got to see some games. Baseball, spring training is back. We saw the pitch clock for the first time, and there's all kinds of reaction to it. We got a lot to do, plenty of time to do it. McMonagle with you until 2 a.m. So let's get after it. 877-337-6666. Nick fans. We'll get to you on the other side. And, of course, we'll get into the football stuff. we got a lot to do. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right. All right, we can rock it on 11.02 on a Friday night. I like it. Chris McMonagle here with it, 11 o'clock on a Friday. Usually I'm later in the morning. It's nice on a Friday. I like it. We open with the Knicks, obviously, as they took care of the Wizards and the Nets were just awful. And here we go. Nick's back on top, right where the world belongs. And we can make fun of Evan tomorrow or Monday. I can ask him when he started the movie he was supposed to watch. If you didn't hear that today, he's never seen the movie Unforgiven, and Craig was crapping on it. How do you crap on Unforgiven? It won Best Picture. It's one of the great Westerns of all time. Why? Because there wasn't, you know, a shootout every other scene? Nonsense. So Evan was supposed to watch that. I'm sure he broke into it somewhere in the third quarter as they were getting trounced by the Bulls. But man, oh, man. They just did not show up. Where the Knicks, on the other hand, f- continued their winning streak four in a row, coming out of the All-Star break. Randall looked amazing and really picked up the team when Brunson didn't play well tonight. Went 7 for 14 for three, 7 for 7 from the free throw line. That's the kind of game, I mean, he's capable of what he's been doing. And if he can do that down the stretch, which has really been his you know issue, even when he's played well for this team two years ago and then this year, down the stretch, being clutch, making big shots, 
hitting shots at the foul line. That's kind of he's starting to get better at it over the last you know week, two weeks or so. But to, a lot of the times to start the year and last year, the clutch was just the one thing missing from his game. And then you saw what he did in the postseason against the Hawks. And Brunson has been that guy to step into that slot and hit the big shots and play the, you know, have the ball in his hands down the stretch. You saw in this game, Brunson realized he didn't have it and Randall did. They were feeding Randall the ball the entire second half. Just every opportunity to get Randall the ball. And why not? He was on fire. So, but it's a good game from the Knicks, a terrible game from the Nets. And now they are separated by one game in the standings. And the Knicks are shooting up those standings. And let's see, hopefully they, you know, it looks like they're going to avoid the play-in tournament and be a playoff team here, which would be phenomenal. And you would love, oh, can you imagine a Knicks-Nets series right now? It would be great. Would love that. But let's get into the quarterback situation, too, as we only had a short open there at the top of the hour. Let's get into the Daniel Jones scenario, because we know what Aaron, uh, you know, what Aaron Rodgers is. We know. Waiting for him. We all get it. We know exactly where the Jets are. The Jets are waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make a decision. Whether he's going back with the Packers, which we've heard conflict, you know, contrary opinions and reports. One report is comes out and from an old beat reporter that the Packers have no interest. They're fed up with him. They're concerned about his interest in playing and winning and the shape he showed up in to start the year last year. Blah 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 blah. And then the other report is no, the Packers are excited to continue with Aaron Rodgers. You know. And Rodgers doesn't want to leave. Who knows what the reports are? We're waiting for that. We get it. And if that doesn't happen, they'll try and move to Carr. We're just playing the waiting game. But a lot of stuff has come out with Daniel Jones, which I find a little bit more interesting right now because you know they want Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is now going to be is a free agent. He's hired a new agent. Whether he's asked for $45 million or not, Craig says he hasn't. Other people says he has. I, obviously, I'm a little biased. I tend to agree with Craig. So that story, let's just put that to the side that he he requested $45 million, which is absurd and laughable. But the thing that's really kind of the new argument that's out there that I guess has been out there from the beginning, but is really picking up steam is people try and justify the idea of paying Daniel Jones this money. And it's really giant fans and people in the, you know, in the media trying to give reasons why he's worth this kind of money or excuse why he's asking for 45 million, give the reasons of why he's asking for 45 million. And I got to be honest with you, it bothers the hell out of me, this thinking. And I'm not down on Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones had a great year, uh, uh, you know, a very good year. I personally think I don't care the weapons. I need some. I need more points. I understand what his weapons were. I get it. I still need more points. But whatever the case may be, I don't want anybody else to be the Giants quarterback. I want Daniel Jones to be the Giants quarterback. I just think he got a deal in the realm of reality on what he actually is and what he's actually worth. But the newest thing and the reason why, well, this is why he's sort of worth $40, $45 million. And this is why he's asking for that money. And this is why it's not a crazy contract. And this is why the Giants should do it is because – uh, the salary cap is expanding in the next few years. It has this year, and it's going to continue to go up and up. And all these great quarterbacks are emerging and getting ready for their payday, the boroughs of the world and the you know everyone else. And all the different guys are going to get paid soon. So when you give him a $40 million contract today, you know, in two years, a year, it will put him right in the slot of the 15th or somewhere between the 12th and 16th highest-paid quarterback in the league, which is kind of where we vision him right now. And that is absolute nonsense to me. Since when? Since when do we forecast where salaries are going so we can slot him in an area? All right, I understand maybe LeBron James did that and held back 
a free agent year so he could hit it the next year when the money and the TV money exploded in the NBA. That's the great players. Since when do we sign contracts forecasting where that player is going to be moving forward in the echelon of quarterbacks? I've never heard of such a thing in my life. You hit free agency. You get paid on that. free. You want to be the highest paid quarterback? Be the best quarterback. That's it. I'm not paying him and thinking, well, in the next year, the two years from now, that money won't seem so bad. I don't care. The money's bad now. I'm not paying him for the structure of the next few years. I think it's absolutely preposterous. I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm not going into a meeting and listening to the the agent tell me, well, in a few years, that money's good. So we got, no, it's now. You deal in now. I'm not thinking about down the line and where a contract will be down the line. And, oh, I'll pay him for in within two years, he'll be the only the 15th or 16th paid highest paid. So now you got to pay him like the fifth or sixth. Nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. I've never heard of anything like that in my life. When you hit free agency, you get what your the market dictates. And that's the other thing. Let him go see what other teams are willing to pay him. I doubt there's another team in the league that's willing to give him $40 million off of what he just did. Right? 15 touchdown passes, seven rushing touchdowns. They don't score enough points, and he's done nothing but lose. I know this recent year he went into the playoffs, he won a playoff game. Right? I heard Lugie screaming about this uh, today. You got to understand where the Giants were. The last handful of years have been terrible. They've been horrible. They've been the worst in franchise history. And now there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. I don't disagree. This has been the worst stretch of football the Giants have played in forever the last handful of years. Who's the quarterback? And I know everyone wants to give him a pass for that, whether it's the offensive line or the coaches and the weapons and this and that, and it's all fair. It's all fair. None of those reasons aren't accurate. None of those things didn't hamper his progression. All of them did. From coaching to offensive line to weapons to just being the Giants to the team they put around him to everything. All of it's, of, of course, it, the team around you and the coaching staff around you impacts every player. The great, great ones overcome it no matter what the situation. And I'm not paying them like one of the great ones who overcome everything when you, everything holds them back. This guy, needs, this guy needs a great offensive line. He needs a great offensive head coach. He needs great weapons. And if he gets all those great things, then he can be really good. So I got to pay him like he's one of the best in the league now because, oh, in three years, it'll be the middle of the road. He might not even, we might do a contract where he's not even under contract in three years. I might build in some stipulations where I can cut him loose and not lose a lot of money and not have a lot of dead gap in three years. But I'm worried about where the money's going in the next year or two. Forget that. Daniel Jones is has value. Daniel Jones has played himself into a reasonable contract. He's going to make 30 plus million dollars. And ultimately, after all this yelling and after all these, you know, news stories and, and reports and everything we discuss and whether or not they tag him or not and all the nonsense that goes around it, eventually I do think both sides will come to an agreement. But Daniel Jones, whatever he's asked for, $45 million or not, he hired the new agency. The timing of it is suspicious for me. He wants to be paid like a top-of-the-line NFL quarterback. And his thinking, I suppose now based on reports, is that if you pay me like that now, 
it, it still won't it won't be like that in three years. It'll be more of the middle of the road because money's going up and a lot of these young great quarterbacks haven't been paid yet. So I gotta pay you now because I think Burrow's gonna get paid more next year. Sorry. Go be Burrow. Take me to a Super Bowl, then I'll pay you what Burrow's getting paid. And we'll worry we'll worry about where your slot is. Daniel Jones is worth a reasonable contract, a good contract, a thirty-plus million dollar contract for a couple of years, so I can play with the cap. I can get him more weapons, even though the wide receiver class and free agency isn't that good. But I'll try and figure it out. Hopefully, I can bring back Barkley for a reasonable number or tag him, and I can we can go about building this team and moving forward because that's what I want to do. I want to continue to build with Dable and Jones. I absolutely do. But there's a reasonable number. And as far as I'm concerned, if I'm Joe Shane, I'm not paying him. I'm paying him for him. And I'm paying for him what he's earned so far and what I think he'll deserve later and forecast the kind of player he's going to be. But I'm not basing it on what other people who are better than him are going to get paid in the next year or two. That is not going to be in my consideration on what Daniel Jones gets paid. It has nothing to do with it. So when I hear this, it just drives me absolutely nuts. Because how many times... How many times have we seen guys hit free agency and get paid the the you know oh they hit free agency at the right time they get this money that's the, that's what they get all right that's what he gets he gets what he's worth at this moment I'm not forecasting I'm not you know putting a tinfoil hat and trying to figure out what's coming Daniel Jones gets what he deserves and he's earned a lot with the way he played last year and everything he's come through with this organization and how far he grew in one season with with Brian Dable and the limited amount of turnovers he's went from when he started to where he is now. The off, the 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 ability to score with his legs, the ability to you know really play one of the great games we saw in the postseason from a quarterback this year against Minnesota. All of those things factor into a contract that suits him. Thirty plus million dollars over a handful of years, so you can mess manipulate the cap and get him more weapons. I'm not tagging him, and I'm not giving him unreasonable money, and I'm certainly not taking into consideration how better quarterbacks are going to get paid in the next few years. I understand the logic, and it makes sense, right? You hear it. Well, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. In the next couple of years, he'll be the tenth or twelfth or fifteenth highest paid quarterback. Great. I don't care about that. I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking about how much other better quarterbacks are going to get paid. You get what you're worth. Go shop it around. See if you could sell that to other teams and then come back to me. I I when I heard that it's just such it's just absolute nonsense. I'm not paying him for, because I think Joe Burrow's better. That's literally what you're saying. You're saying, "Oh, I have to pay you this much because other guys who are better than you are going to get more than that." So, you know, in a couple of years, you know what? You hit free agency now. That's the way it worked. That's the way it worked. And you know what? You're hitting free agency off of one very good year and a bunch of bad ones and a bunch of losing. And I I foresee moving forward with you, but I need to put weapons around you. Otherwise, what's the point? And I said this the other day. We have, it seems like Giant fans and a, a lot of Giant fans have this rose-colored glasses on the most immediate thing we saw. Maybe not the most immediate because they were horrible, including Daniel Jones, by the way. Let's not just make it all about the rest of the the team and how the offensive line got beat. Daniel Jones looked terrible in that Eagle game. But he played a phenomenal playoff game and won them a playoff game that nobody saw coming this year. Nobody saw them get nine wins into the postseason and winning a road playoff game. Totally agree. 
But if you look back over the course of the season, they don't score points. And we can talk about his weapons. His weapons allowed him to do what he, what he did against Minnesota. Why couldn't they do that a little bit more frequently? It takes time with a new coach. Fine. I'm going to pay him as if he's moving forward with this new coach, which he is. And I'm looking forward to it. But I'm sorry. There are numbers that just don't make sense. And you know what? I've said it. I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. I'll tap back into the draft. I don't want to do that. And if you're talking about just a couple million dollars, is it worth it? I don't know. That's something Joe Shane has to deal with. But this was supposed to be a building process. And if you know what? The Giants have to take a step back and build this roster around a young quarterback that maybe Brian Dable loves. I'm I'm okay with it. It's not what I want, but I'll live with it. But Daniel Jones and this team need to come to a contract that makes sense for the team. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.